everyone, and welcome to another episode of Half Hour with Astra Theater Company. I am here today with an awesome Kansas City artist who now lives in Chicago, um, but maybe we'll rope her back to Kansas City someday. I don't know. We'll talk about it. Um, a dear friend of mine as well, the one and only Daria Legrand. What's up, Daria? Hi. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. How are you? I'm not bad. I'm drinking some tea here. I only had one coffee, but I've been trying to like not just slam seven coffees in the morning. So I'm switching to green tea and we'll see how that goes. That's a great. Yeah, I've been struggling to limit my coffee intake, especially being home all the time. All I want is to drink coffee all day. And it's it's, it's so hard because... I love the taste, but I'm also, how you say, chronically addicted to caffeine. So I walk a tightrope. Yes. Um, Daria, what have you been up to? You know, a lot and also a lot of nothing, a lot of new things and a lot of hanging out mm -hmm. at home. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time to do um, that for sure. Yes. Yeah. And what has Chicago been like in the pandemic? You've been there the whole time, right? The whole time. Uh, I was back in Kansas briefly over the summer, um, like last year. But mm -hmm. yes, mostly I've been in Chicago and it has been definitely interesting. I feel like especially the neighborhood where we live is a very liberal bubble, mm -hmm. which is awesome. But also sometimes, especially like during the election, you know, there were like some cardboard cutouts of Biden in people's windows. And just like <laughs> seeing that all over was so exciting and hopeful. And then just learning how so much of the rest of the country is not on the same page. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's nice to like be in this space. And we also live now in an area that has a lot of like trails nearby. We're by the North Shore Trail, which is like right by the river. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice to have some like outdoor access, except for when it was too cold to go outside. Right. I was going to say in Chicago, which ended like what, like a couple of weeks ago, you can like yeah, go outside again. It snowed yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> it snowed here yesterday too. I was, I was furious actually uh, yes. and scared, scared for Mother Nature. Um, I just imagine. I don't think I've been to Chicago in the winter, but I imagine Chicago in the winter, like everything is just encased in three inches of ice all the time. Yes, it's horrible. Yeah, there was a full month. Well, it was more like three weeks this year that the snow was just feet tall outside <laughs> and it was, you couldn't, you couldn't do anything. Oh God, that sounds horrible. And it's the worst horrible. part about snow in the city too, at least in New York, I don't know if Chicago's like this. It's so beautiful for like 20 minutes and yeah. then immediately it turns into this volcanic ash sludge, toxic yes. disgustingness. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Not God. a fan of winter. <laughs> but here we are about to be spring. That's, that's exciting. I know. It's great. Um, Daria, let's get to get to know you a little bit. So you were born and then what happened? Where did you, <laughs> when did you start um, kind of getting sucked into the world of arts and, and the like of that? Yeah, pretty much right away. Um, <laughs> from the womb. <laughs> from the very beginning, yeah. Um, well, my mom was a dancer and both of my parents were actually in the music industry also. So I feel like arts were just kind of always a part of growing up. Mm. Um, it was but, in your blood yeah I guess so 
But yeah, when I was a little kid, my parents used to like lose me in crowds and be like, where's Daria? And I would be just like on whatever stage was there, just like trying to join in the, the show at literally like two years old. <laughs> wow. So, okay. All right. Yeah. So they took a cue and um, yeah, I started dance classes at like, I don't know, four, three or four maybe and piano. And then I started my first show was at six. I did the Wizard of Oz at Starlight Theater. Oh, with a baby munchkin. Okay, all right. Yeah. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah. From there, just kept kind of doing theater. And it was just always my favorite thing. Yeah. Yeah. When did you, uh, so you were doing it in middle school and high school as well, I assume, if you started that young. Yes, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. And what about it was exciting or, um, yeah, kind of alluring to you as a, as a youngster? Yeah, I've always been really fascinated, I think, just by experiences and like the full spectrum of human emotion. And that sounds a little bit <laughs> cheesy, but like... <laughs> no, I think more people should care about that. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And just really being able to like connect and to share in this way that's so fleeting but so special and um yeah really just like the the power of storytelling and I feel like I'm spewing cliches right now but uh yeah there's just something it's it's not like anything else and just like the physical feeling that I get from mm. from that is is great yeah yeah I, I think really there is something so special. I think theater's greatest power is how ephemeral it is and how you can see the same show on a different night and you will see a different show or maybe highlight a different story that you didn't pick up on the first time. And from an artistic lens as an actor, you bring to the, the piece what you have, what you're carrying from that day or you know, and, and I think that is what is so special about it is that it is fresh and new every time you do it. Yes, yeah. And there's so much opportunity for discovery. I think getting the chance to like do the same thing, but differently every day and with different contexts. Mm. And there's always like another layer where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know that for the first two months of this run. And now, <laughs> you are. wow, like it's, it's yeah, it's cool. It is really cool. Uh, I'm happy to nerd out about it with someone else. Um, <laughs> yeah. So when did when did you um, decide or discover that theater performing music was something that you could study or something that you could make a livelihood as opposed to something that was an after school or a hobby, you know? Yes, I think really early on, which I think I'm I'm lucky for that because I think it was always an option because I was from a really young age surrounded by adult professionals who were mm. doing this. So like in my mind, that was always a possibility. And I know a lot of kids don't have that exposure. Um, but yeah, it was always like the path that I was that I was moving on. And because you were working in professional venues at a young age, you mean? So you kind of got to see in real time, people like grown theater artists doing doing that and thriving as a profession. Yes. Mm, that's yeah. so powerful to have 
that example at such a young age. It really was. Yeah. It was, I mean, incredible. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I feel very, very lucky for that. Yeah. Good. Um, and where did you go to school? What did that, what was that journey like with you trying to discover where you wanted to go after you graduated high school? Mm. Honestly, it's been difficult. <laughs> and that part has been, uh, yeah, tough. So I went to Pace. Uh, yep, we and share an alma mater and a hometown. We do, yeah. So I studied musical theater there for one year. And um, I really was not uh, wanting to go to college in the first place. Mm. So it was sort of like a thing where I just applied for some schools and I auditioned and, you know, I got into Pace and I decided I'll just go and see um, because it, it feels like the logical next step in the way that our culture is and everything. Mm. And you so mean, I went. I need to seek out a four year program or a bachelor's degree. Yeah. Yeah. And to do it right away, like the option of a gap year sort of wasn't in my mind, really. I didn't really know like what else I would do if I didn't go. So I went and I was just full of a lot of fear. Uh, <laughs> and being in New York felt really, really overwhelming to me at that time. And I was also struggling a lot with some mental health issues and an eating disorder that was very um, all encompassing. And so uh, I ended up leaving Pace after a year um, and moving back to Kansas City, which ended up being such a correct decision for me. Mm -hmm. um, I, was, I was just not feeling like myself at all at Pace. And- um, Do you feel like that was um, because of the environment, like you weren't in a mindset to like be ready to learn or to um, have all of those experiences or was it something specific in that environment that was just not for you or, or both? <laughs> I do think it's a little bit of both. Mm, yeah. And yeah. especially, of course, with all of the uh, tough discoveries, maybe not discoveries, maybe that's the wrong word, but all of the this, this stuff we've learned now about the musical theater program at Pace. Yeah. When I was there, it, it was not a nurturing environment for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, not to say that the whole program <laughs> that there weren't great things and that you know no of um, course but the yeah the the videos coming out with cr truths and the movement around demanding um justice and transform transformational change within the institution has been eye-opening for sure um yes. especially because i was a white student but also in the acting program and i think because they're so separate there we could be a little more willfully ignorant. Like I heard rumblings of the bullshit, but I was never in it. You know, I was never yes. stepping in the bullshit. <laughs> yes. And I, yeah. I don't feel like I was either. And I think maybe that's because I wasn't paying enough attention. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. So learning about all of that too has put pace in an, in an entirely new context again for me, kind of. But also kind of validates or reinforces that getting out of that environment and coming back to KC was like you said, a, a correct move for you in that time, yes. which is a yes. gift to have realized that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time it's, it's, it's a tough decision always to say like, 
to change the course of your life in a way that's pretty dramatic, but it, it was, it was great. Yeah. And getting to go back to KC and like dive back into professional work again. And that really felt like school in its own way Mm. in a different way, but I was like learning and growing a lot during my time there again, I think so. Yeah. So what did that period look like when you came back here? Where, Where were you working professionally and, you know, were you working side gigs as well? Like what was, what was that looking like for you? Yes. Um, so I definitely did have a restaurant job. I was working at Seasons 52 on the Country Club Plaza. All right. Um, <laughs> yes. And then just doing shows uh, a lot at the living room. And I did Christmas Carol at the Rep and some new theater. Uh, Unicorn. Yeah. It was incredible. I was, I loved it. Yeah. yeah. To come back and be like kind of nurtured and feel creatively fulfilled and challenged too, I'm sure. Like, you know, and that, that seems to me like a a more fertile place for growth and exploration than a really expensive city where you're comparing yourself to everyone all the time. (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. And I think it was also just like a freer environment for me to sort of like begin moving through some of the other more personal things that were going on. Yeah. Where in, in that like school environment, it just wasn't, it wasn't happening. And I didn't know how to like ask for help. And it was, yeah. (laughs) Man. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, man, I feel like there's so much work to be done in the way we educate young artists and performers. Mm. And it feels like bare minimum there should be some sort of mental health professional like that is clearly at your disposal when you are training because I'm sure that working through difficult material and trying to prove yourself and impress the people around you can maybe exacerbate problems that you are already having but may not necessarily even be aware I just, I, I wish and hope so deeply that we can change that and add a, a component of mental health and how important that is to young, to everyone, but especially young artists. Yes, I a million percent agree. And a component also of physical health and, and not just the ballet classes and mm. you know, the dance, whatever, which is, which is great, but also holistically and what's going on with nutrition, especially in a field where your body is your career, that's your vehicle. I think that's, that's so important. And there's so many people who struggle with, with those things too. And it's all linked. Yeah. hundred percent. Um, with the, with the body dysmorphia, because you're kind of always being shown what is selling and it's never about making yourself as um, open and grounded and fertile for artistic possibility. It's about trying to become something else, which is unhealthy physically usually, and also makes for, I would say, bad art because it's just kind of not genuine. And I wish that there was a component of, yeah, being physically well and healthy despite what you're looking or presenting as. Yes, exactly. And also breaking the mold of like fitting into a type, 
physically. And mm. I know that this happened to a few people in the program for sure, but they were told that they needed to change the way their body looked to either fit this mold or this mold. And they had to pick, you know, and things like that, that are just, oh, it's, it's icky. So it's so tired. It just feels so tired to me, especially because when I look at some of the stuff that's being produced in New York, I'm like, you guys don't even know what you want. Like the industry does is desperate for change and something else, but it doesn't know what that is. And it's not creative enough to figure it out. So to me, it seems like educating young folks to be their authentic, true selves and to be healthy and stable would be the best way to give the industry, you know, what it wants. Yeah. You know what I mean? It feels like a win-win. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And just in education in general, I think it's very important and often not a component, like whether you're studying theater or whether you're studying accounting, you know, whatever, whatever it is. Yeah. You would not catch me studying accounting. No one would want <laughs> that. But uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, I think yeah. I think that's becoming we're seeing a shift and that's becoming more on vogue and important to young folks. And I hope that it continues on because I really do just think it's so important. Yeah, yeah. Well, what have you been up to in the midst of uh, the plague? And what were you up to right before the plague? Did it change any of your creative um, journey or process? Yeah, so actually, I, I haven't really been working in theater in Chicago. Um, part of that is just that I've been sort of like, still like on this personal journey of like becoming a different thing but also um yeah i don't i don't feel that i've found like a like a space here necessarily so i was working at a restaurant before the pandemic um not very happy doing that and what do you just, mean <laughs> i know <laughs> right yeah so i was sort of uh feeling a little lost but like trying to incorporate this, this passion that I have for health and fitness as I have been sort of like healing my eating disorder and, and yeah, just taking better care of, of holistic health across the board. So when the pandemic hit, I was like, okay, great. This is a perfect time to get this nutrition coaching certification that I've wanted to get for a long time. Yeah. So I did that. Um, which was awesome. And I've been doing my own sort of like self-study about nutrition for, for several years now, but this just sort of like sealed it. And mm. I've been able to start a business from that. And then um, the other piece has been yoga, which is, uh, I got my certification a couple of years ago when I moved to Chicago and I hadn't really been teaching because, well, that's a whole nother thing. But anyway, <laughs> I've been on this like sort of health and and fitness sort of journey and uh started this youtube channel as well to go along with all of that and um that has really been what i've been up to and it has been filling this creative void mm. in such a great way and it's not that i don't miss theater i do all the time but it's it's this other other way of being creative with movement and with video editing and with like all of these things that I had not done before, but it's been so fun. And yeah, that's, that's what I've been doing. Yeah. And I'm sure fulfilling as well to learn new skills and see measurable growth in those skills. 
I mean, to me, there's nothing more addicting than seeing myself get better at something. Um, and it's just like that tangible effect it has on your confidence and your well-being, I think is, is fantastic. So it sounds like you've been doing some of that, which is really cool. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And what led you to deciding to start the YouTube platform officially? Yeah. Like the certification been... that kind of sealed the deal as well? Yes. Yeah. And um, I, honestly, I've been wanting to, to start a YouTube channel for years. Like I've been thinking about it and I've been talking about it, but I would like just never did it. Mm-hmm. And I never really had the time to, or I wasn't making the time. Um, and then 2020 knocked and said, guess what? You have <laughs> a shit ton of time. All kinds of time. <laughs> yeah. So that was, I guess the, like the push that I needed. Yeah. Good. Well, that's awesome. I, I can't wait to check it out myself. Um, my partner loves yoga as well. So maybe we'll, we'll check it out. Yeah. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Um, so Daria, when we're allowed to kind of gather again and make theater and be creative around other people, what are you, this is a twofold question. Um, what are you most excited to get back to? What do you miss the most? And what, if anything, do you hope is different um, about the industry itself? Mm. Yeah. The first one, um, everything. I'm so excited for like a first day in a rehearsal room and Uh. tech. I love tech. (laughs) I'm one of the weird people. I love it. I think it's so great to see all the elements coming together. Mm. And you also get to like sit and chat and have really because you have all the time, you have like the tw- 10 out of 12s all the time to just like get to know people a little more sometimes. And yeah. yes, and just to like dance on a stage or in a room of people or whatever, all of it. Um, yeah. Really looking forward to that. I really miss that feeling of there's like that split second that exists when you're like about to be on stage, but you're not on stage yet. And you're sometimes like at the beginning of your run, you're like nervous or really excited. And then if it's a long run, you're maybe like finishing a bite of food or like laughing at someone off stage. I love that in between like millisecond. Um, Yes. And the transformation that happens when you have to enter that door is just really fun to watch and be a part of. Totally agree. Yeah, I love to just like stand back there and watch people be goofy and then like go on stage and. (laughs) whatever yeah and start weeping (laughs) yes yeah um yeah and then the the second part of that so so much or and in yourself as well you know Mm. in myself as far as what you're hoping for for your own artistic journey when you know post-plague i see yeah um well as far as the full industry goes, I, I think, of course, lots of lots of change is necessary, and hopefully, uh, it, it feels like there's there's a lot of momentum and there's a lot of good people working for these changes to happen, including what you're doing, which is hmm. so awesome. Thank you. Um, yeah, making theater accessible to a broader scope of people is so important Mm. and also uh diversifying 
people in the room at every level, right? From top to bottom, all across the board. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I hope to see that and I hope to see the conversations continue. Yeah. And the evolution continue because it's not going to be right away. Yeah. Um, a, yeah. Long, a long process, you know, for sure. Yes. And I, I hope to see the theaters and people and individuals and organizations with the resources to lead that change, take that on um, with a sense of urgency and with a sense of responsibility, you know, to be mm -hmm. the leaders in those communities because they're the yeah. ones with the resources, you know, that's, I think, what I'm most apprehensive to see. Yes. Yeah. And yes, just yes. <laughs> <laughs> Seven yeah. yeses with a period. Um, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, anything else? Or what are you excited for or hopeful for, for the, for the future of your own artistic career? Yeah. For me, I think I've done not, not to sound, I don't know, not to like flip my hair about it, but I do think <laughs> I've, I've grown a lot in the last year. And uh, my that is, that is something to flip your hair about. So <laughs> feel free to brag. That is, that's excellent. Something to be celebrated. Yeah. Like I, I think I've really been finding my voice as Daria, which mm. I hadn't done before because I was always like in a character from a young kid, you know? So I was really comfortable in the space of putting on the, the mask of being the character, but in the space of me and who I am, not always very comfortable. Um, mm. so I've been working sure. a lot on that. And I think that that will also translate to the confidence level and like the, my artistic pursuits moving forward. So I'm excited to see how that, how that goes. That's awesome. I, I think it's, it's, it speaks a lot about who you are, that you are excited to implement that into your art and continue to see your growth and, and, you know, engage with it. I think speaks a lot to who you are as a human. So that's really cool. Mm, yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. Um, wow, I can't believe it's already almost been 30 minutes. Um, are you working on anything now that you can plug or where can we find you? All of those fun things. Yes, yes. I'm working on a project that I am very excited about and also a bit overwhelmed by. But <laughs> um, I'm working, so May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And so, so much of my journey has been about the connection between movement and mental health and um, nutrition and the way all of those things are linked. And so I'm doing 31 days of yoga for mental health on YouTube. So it's a new video every day for the whole month of May, all themed around mental health. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So it's so much work because <laughs> I do everything myself. Um, but it's also... I'm just really excited to share it because it's really, it's really personal and also has just really transformed my life and, and I want to share it. Yeah. So that's, that's my project. That, that I'm is lovely. <laughs> and, and what is your YouTube handle or what's it called? It is just called Daria Legrand. So Beautiful. yeah, youtube.com slash Daria Legrand. Fantastic. Um, we'll post a little link as well when we post this, but that sounds lovely. And 
really cool that you're engaging and creating an overarching theme and experience um, within your specialty and, and passion within fitness. You know, it's not just one video. It's a whole project that encapsulates an idea about something that you're also very passionate about with mental health. Um, that's yeah. very cool. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it. Very cool. Well, Daria, thank you so much for chatting with us today. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're really hoping to get you back to Kansas City sometime soon. So you got to keep us posted on what's next for you. Okay. Yes, I would love it. Bring me back. (laughs) (laughs) Will do. Seasons 52, be damned. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Daria. Well, we'll talk soon. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All righty. Bye-bye. Bye.